listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And this is our weekly recap of the CBS drama Madam Secretary. We're in the fourth season now, Julie. I think this is the 14th episode and it's called Refuge. Yes. Yes. A, a very good work uh, on the history of <laughs> Madam Secretary re- recalls, Leanne, because... I, I have no idea. I get lost in time-space continuum <laughs> with this show. Yeah. We're so, just jetting around the world all the time, so it happens. So, and may I say, I'd like to give a big no thank you to the NCAA basketball tournament, that for those of us that lived on the East Coast or Central U.S., because the tournament ran late, that disrupted my DVR report oh. of Madam Secretary. But if you have not, you can watch it online. So listen to our podcast and then go back and watch it online. Don't be, don't get discouraged uh, that you only saw the, the first, the first twenty minutes. Yes, it was. Really. It is one of the benefits of living on the West Coast is that that never happens to us. Like the right. Sunday night football and stuff like that, it just doesn't happen because they have time to readjust. So you know. Fine and dandy on my DVR, uh, which was good because you need you needed to see the whole episode because yes, in the beginning, indeed. in the beginning, you think Cat and Jay are heroes, and then in the end, Cat and Jay are are in the doghouse. They get put in detention basically yes. by Madam Secretary, and I well, mean, they should have. Yes, yeah. Okay. All right. But let's, let's, I would say this was an episode of surprises, Julie. Okay. Yes, first, it was, Liam. Eric Stoltz back. We love it. My boyfriend, uh, Eric Stoltz, you know, back Dr. Eric Stoltz there. He, he was saving people all over the world. Now he's working there in the DC area. So good to see him, uncle Eric Stoltz. I uh, hope, do you think that means because he's, you know, they're going to be using him on future episodes more, Leanne? I mean, you know, are you hopeful hope. for that? He, he directs, he's listed as an executive producer on this or a producer on the show. So uh, yeah, I like to see more of him there at, at Walter Reed Army Hospital. Yeah. And uh, Jason, you know, middle son, Jason, or younger son, Jason is good at standardized tests. Well, lucky for him. <laughs> Yes, that was, yes, that was a shock. Not that he, uh, I just, I I thought when he was sent to the principal's office that it was going to be something really terrible. Right. But, right. But no, not, uh, not for the McCords. They just have a perfect child. So carry on. And then Kat also has an invisible child. Uh, how did that ever did not come up? Was that child on the avocado farm, you know, when she was doing that? I get, they talked a lot about avocados, not so much about kids. So that was a surprise. We learned that Kat is a, a co-parent of a child with a man. So yes. all of those things are surprising, I think. <laughs> they were surprising to Jay and they were also, I think, surprising to the viewers. So we're going to break it down. Uh, this episode really focused on human rights issues surrounding the LGBTQ community. And there were some really some tough, very sad scenes to watch, actually. I have to say, I thought the scenes like the raid in the nightclub and then later when you think they're all going to be killed, I thought those were very hard scenes to watch. So I thought uh, they, they were. And, you know, I mean, I think in the U.S. we take it for granted. Granted um, that, you know, that everybody has rights. And when you travel, you see that in certain countries that it is, you know, it is a life threatening situation to uh, to be gay. And that is it's terrible. Right. It is terrible. Yeah, I I think more so than we can imagine. So, okay, so the three storylines were the pogrom against the LGBTQ community. Uh, and what should the U.S. do about it? Like, do can we actually negotiate human rights in other countries? Or what really should Kat and Jay do about it? Because they just decided to fix the issue themselves. I just, <laughs> it's 
can't. I know. They had the scotch in the file cabinet, and they're just banging down the scotch land. So they just cooked up a crazy plan. Okay. That was crazy. All right. Storyline two. Uh, Henry and SEAL Team Zero get an award. We... (laughs) I'm going to discuss. Okay. Another funny storyline, just a, you know, side, side story, Matt and Blake play trivia. I like that a lot. Yes. Yes. I was, I was hoping that, that he would break out into song, but I was, I, I like this. I like this tendency that they're going to get, you know, that we're seeing more of Blake uh, and that he's out and about. Yes. And then uh, the fourth storyline, Jason withers under the pressure of high expectations. So, So there we go. All right. So let's start with story A. Okay, the the show, we had the, you know, the graphic comes up. We're in a place called Sukumi Abzara. Abkhazia. Abkhazia. Okay, I had to stop the TV. I had to watch that three times, write it down. Then I had to Google it. This is a real place, Julie. It is. Yes, Elian, it stumped me. I was like, (laughs) where? Now, you know, I lived in Moscow. I traveled throughout the stands. The stands, Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I am pretty familiar with uh, with lots of strange parts of the world. When that came up, Abkhazia, I was like, where is that? So I did the same thing, went to Wikipedia, that this is part of the Caucasus. And things are wild in the Caucasus, Leanne. They always have been. But this was sort of, um, they are... It was under the Soviet times that that it just ran as a sort of semi-autonomous country uh, because uh, I think the Russians were afraid to go 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 there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now they are technically part of Georgia. And of course, the Abkhazians hate the Georgians. So there are all kinds of tension going on there. And so there we have the leader of the Abkhazians in his very bad looking hoodie, camo hoodie. and. Even worse to pay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I thought that guy could have used a little help from the Queer Eye gang. (laughs) (laughs) It was ironic that he was running them out of the country because he could have used a little help in the fashion and hair area. (laughs) All right. But uh, we open, there's a raid on a gay club. Yeah. And it's pretty terrifying, that scene. And you feel like that's a scene that probably happens every day of the week somewhere in the country, somewhere in the world. That's what I mean. The the danger, you know, that so many people face every single day just to try to live, you know, their own life is, is really amazing. That was, that was true when I was in Russia. The open hostility, the real, the real danger, aggression that the gay community faced in Russia was uh, astounding to me. So that this storyline is really important because I, I think we don't always realize, you know, the, you know the the human rights um, issues that the gay community fa- faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, Kat is horrified by this. She bursts into the morning meeting. It's pastries galore, but the focus is on, um, this beating and coercion of gay citizens. And Madam secretary wants to help, but the yes, problem she now she wants to get them out of there. But there are a lot of countries now that a don't want refugees and B don't want gay refugees in particular. So right. they have to find a country. This Madam secretary said that owes us something, you know, she was, she was focused. She was serious. I was surprised Kat just burst into the room like that. <laughs> you well, know? she was she was wearing three stars on her jacket, <laughs> Leanne, which <laughs> where I know we're talking yeah. out of out of line because we usually do fashion at the end, but yeah. we've already talked about the Abkhazian uh, general there in his yeah. uh, in his hoodie and his bad wig. 
I thought that was a very risky uh, dress to be wearing in Washington, D.C., where there are a lot of other people walking around with stars on their jackets. But uh, she had some on. She feels very strongly about this. She she wanted to speak up about it. And you knew Madam Secretary was going to be receptive um, to this and wanting to do something about it. Bulgaria seemed like a very odd choice uh, that they were going to pressure, but maybe because they felt like they had an upper hand with Bulgaria um, that they thought they could they could get something done there. Right. Yeah. My notes say uh, Smarty Pants is now three star general Smarty Pants. So. (laughs) Okay, but there's a very there there's a very clever scene where Kat and Jay uh, share some Chinese food, and what we get is uh, in a really naturalistic way we get Kat's backstory. So I thought that was a very well written scene. So we we find out that she has a child. Uh, I don't think we found out the age of the child, did we? No, no, no we don't. We don't know that. So I, I just maybe they haven't de- decided yet. I don't know. It's like it's going to be young or old. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the writers don't know what, how old they need the child to be. So they're just withholding that information, but she co-parents with the man and, uh, Jay asks about, he's surprised. He's like, Oh, I'm surprised. She, Kat says she's bisexual. Then we get a little bit of her background. Like, yes, I used to look this way. And now I've, you know, gotten enough credibility in town. I can just dress the way I want to dress. And she believes in living her authentic self. And and uh, it was also a discussion that led to the balance of trying to do diplomacies in countries with systemic violations of right. human rights, like right. the challenges of that. So I thought that was a really good scene with the Chinese food and the two of them. Yes. but And the scotch, Lynn. Do not forget oh, the, okay. you know, the craft <laughs> okay. scotch that they keep in the file cabinet. Okay. So uh, – then they hatch what is just a crazy plan to get these refugees out. And as soon as it comes out of their mouth, it looks like it's going to backfire. And of course it does. In one terrifying scene, we have, Julie, we have Turkey and the Kurds involved. And, yes. you know, uh, being righteous in one area isn't being righteous in all areas. I mean, the whole thing just sounds like a bad idea from the get-go. Right. And you and you begin to understand the complexity of hate, you know, that yeah. there was the Georgian gay right human rights group that was willing to help the refugees you know cross turkey and get to bulgaria where there would be a un refugee camp but they hated you know they hated the kurds so much that they you know the um the georgian uh, the turks that they decided to um uh to to rat out rot, rat them out right so. So, yeah. So and and then very when, complicated. Very it was very complicated, complicated. Later layers of hate. Yeah, it was the Turkish. Excuse me, the Turkish gay rights organization that because they hate the Kurds. The yeah. Kurds. Right. You have to keep that straight. You almost need a map to remember. The Georgians <laughs> hate the Abkhazians. The Turks hate the Kurds, and then everybody is discriminating against the gays. So. So, uh, and when MSEC finds out, she really nails that mad mother tone, doesn't she? She, she calls Jay and Kat in and she, she talks to them like she, they're high school kids and they've just been caught shoplifting and she is just really, really mad. I mean, they totally messed up and she puts them on notice. Like you, if you're on my team, you only get one chance to make this next time you're gone. 
I mean, I was, I thought that was good. She was, yeah. I mean, it was a terrible idea. It was a terrible idea. It jeopardized major, you know, major diplomatic partners for the U S you know, Turkey is so key to so many, so many things for the U S so they've jeopardized that. And then, yeah, she was, she was so mad. She wasn't yelling. Remember, remember mom used to do that, Leanne? That's when you knew you were really in trouble. When the yelling had stopped, it was just quiet. Yeah. yeah. So the good news was the gay, these LGBTQ refugees were saved, but many other things were endangered because of this maneuver, many other diplomatic relationships. So, you know, to be continued with Jay and Kat, they are in detention, but they seem to have formed a bond over this. So we'll see. I thought it was a little more equal in terms of the input that it like where in past episodes, Kat has just been running over Jay, you know, that she speak speaks up. She she's you know, she's the one with all the ideas. She's not really letting Jay get involved at all. So this time, Jay was a lot more assertive. Well, you see what what happened. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you should leave it to the three-star general cat there. So I don't think she should wear that jacket over at the Pentagon. No. If she has any appointments over there, no. could be very confusing for for some of the real uh, for some of the other three-star generals. Yeah, pins fine, stars no good, no good. Yep. All right, so then we go to Henry's storyline. Remember last week he quit the CIA. He, he resigned from his you know special projects uh, title, uh, left SEAL Team Six, and now we find out that he's going to get a commendation from the CIA. And Madam Secretary <laughs> keeps saying, "Well, you totally deserve it. You totally deserve it." And I was thinking, what for ruining Dimitri's <laughs> life? I mean, what? What is I know. I know. It's just all of his plans. I mean. I can I just say one thing about Henry that yeah. I think that Henry is the kind of people that I think the U.S. should be investigating. Disgruntled ex-CIA agents <laughs> spending large amounts of time in their basement. Am I right, Liam? I mean, what is he doing down there? Okay, he's redoing right. the floors, Julie. He's, he's getting hot and sweaty. That's the, that's his cover story, Liam. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but so, you know, remember he left his his special projects group in a huff uh, uh, because the funding was in- inadequate, and so now you know he's certainly in that category. I, I don't know. May, I guess he deserves some kind of commendation. Commendation. He's getting a commendation. He's reluctant to even go to the ceremony. Uh, so maybe that shows some self-awareness. But he, he goes – so in the meantime, he spends a lot of the episode allegedly fixing the, the floor in the basement, which does result in a nice, hot, sweaty, dirty Henry in the kitchen scene. So we got that going for us, Joel. Whatever he's okay. doing down there, uh, it looks good in the kitchen. And then at the end, we see SEAL Team 6 back together again. SEAL Team 0, I'm sorry. <laughs> SEAL Team 0, Leanne. And Sweater Man has put on a jacket. I mean, of course, because I didn't know if they were going to pin uh, the special super secret <laughs> a secret mission pin onto his sweater, but they he actually put a blazer on top of the sweater. Yeah. On top of the sweater. You saw that. The sweater was still there. I saw, yeah. I saw it, Julie. I saw it. Check. Yeah. So presumably that you know, wraps up uh, Henry's tenure at the CIA. He's quit. He's gotten the commendation. We get one more view of the team of Sweater Vest, Sad Sack, and Henry there at, at, the, at the CIA. 
Um, and then they do that thing where Henry's voice, his, his acceptance speech, you're only as good as your team, blah, 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 yeah. serves as the voiceover for the refugees being, um, being rescued. So that right. was a nice moment. It's a good yeah. TV moment. And in sort of an overlapping storyline, then we have this mystery with Jason. He's called out of class. We don't know yeah. why. We assume it's because he's been, you know, posting Bolshevik flyers all over uh, the That's school. what I thought. Or maybe he'd taken up drugs or he's involved in some armed robbery. I, I, I just, I, as a mother, Leanne, I just went to, <laughs> to the worst, worst that, that worst place yeah. that you go as a mother, you yeah. know, where, uh, that, but that was not the case because yeah. he looked very disturbed. He looked like he was about to tell Henry, uh, what was going on, but then he backed off and he lied and he said he had to go to track and field practice, practice or something. <laughs> De- debate club. Oh, Which, debate. Club. Yes. Okay. Debate club. And, uh, but it turns out that in fact, he got a perfect score on the PSATs. So that's the standardized test that you take when you're a a sophomore in high school. It's the precursor to the SATs, but it also is the one that qualifies you for all kinds of possible scholarships, national merit scholarship program. Yes. And so, uh, so all of a sudden, you know, Jason, the underachiever, the one no one pays any attention to is now the superstar in the family. And he's got his parents' reputation to live up to. And he, he basically is crushed. He does not know what to do with this information because now the burden of expectations are too much. So he Now, turned- Leanne, can I ask you, yeah. as the youngest uh, and yeah. as an overachiever, did you feel this? Did you feel this, the burden of expectations that, you know, that you were going to excel beyond your older brothers and sisters? I did not. I no. I, I did not. I, I crushed the SATs, but I didn't. I know you did, Leanne. But That's I don't think I, you. yeah, I think... I I think still Liz and Dick got higher grades. We had of all the eight kids in our family, half could take standardized tests and half really couldn't. So I was in the half that could. And, uh, yeah, no, my parents, our parents, you know that they didn't even know where I applied to college. Literally, (laughs) literally. So, so, so that's, that's a generational difference. You know, now college is, is this marker of everything for some reason. So, uh, so he goes to seek, um, you know, advice from uncle Eric Stoltz, Dr. Eric Stoltz there. Who immediately what, does doctor, what does Dr. Stoltz do, Leanne? Gives him a handful of condoms, Julie. <laughs> so, because he's I guess like, that's what uncles do, right? Yeah. Well, he's a doctor who's operated in the poorest parts of the world. So that, that also informs, uh, his, his decision-making there. But, um, so, you know, what did you think about Jason being crushed by this? I, I, I was surprised that he would react like that, but it was, it led to a very nice scene between Henry and Jason. I thought that was I, a nice moment. I liked moment. it. I actually liked it. Cause I thought, uh, well, gee, maybe this, <laughs> I know I thought it was a very sensitive scene and that I do think, high school students feel just enormous pressure, you know, so much more than we did, or even when my, our kids, you know, it just keeps accumulating the amount of pressure that they face so that even by getting per, a perfect score, which should be your golden ticket into things, you know, it set him into a tailspin because he yeah. doesn't really know what he wants to do, you right. know? So he, he uh, doesn't even think he wants to go to college. So, no, uh, you know, he's just, just going to follow the girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad plan. Super good plan. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's super good. No, you can't do that, Jason. You can do anything you want in your life, but like following your girlfriend to college, no, that you can't do. No. So, uh, so, but he and Henry have a nice moment where Henry talks about his decision to go into the Marines was just really, you know, uh, flipping off his dad. He was so mad at his father. He said, what, what's the thing I can do that'll make him the most mad? And he, you know, he enlisted in the Marines. So, um, so that was, Jason was really surprised at that. So there was a really nice moment there. Uh, all right. And then finally, our fourth little storyline here was the trivia. Now, Matt tries to talk Blake, who is a pop culture phenom, uh, into, into joining the trivia team called the Bill of Right Answers. It's funny, <laughs> funny name. Okay. That is cute. That is cute. And I'm, and I'm, and you can see that in Washington DC with all the nerds go, that live there, that it might be, that would be a very competitive sport. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. I, it's competitive a lot of places now, but, um, but yes, I imagine in Washington DC, they need someone like Blake cause they know allegedly all this other stuff, but Blake knows like who wrote every Broadway song and who did this and who did that. He has the pop culture area. But Julie, were you surprised how Matt and his partner seemed to know nothing? I mean, nothing. <laughs> they didn't know Jack. No, Blake was carrying terrible. that whole team. Yeah, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, but you know that's how it works in trivial pursuit. If you have one good player, just go with him. Go with the answers, right? Yeah. Don't even try. You know. Yeah. So there was just a couple of fun scenes. Shots were involved. At one point, Matt and Blake high fived, and Blake is like, "Oh, is this what's happening? Are we high fiving now?" I like that line. And it turns out that Matt was just really trying to get closer to the woman on the team. So Blake selflessly says, okay, we won. We got the good dinner uh, certificate. You go with the girl. So that was a very nice thing. Of Blake that was do. very graceful. It was a great episode for Blake. I was sad to see that he was back at the little desk um, in the big conference room. Okay. The pastries were still on the uh, on the table. Yeah, but he uh, but Blake is back at the little desk. Yeah. Where he, you know, he's no longer at the grown ups table. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So that that was this week's episode. Uh, Julie, did you have anything else? No, that was it. I, I did. I was also deeply regret that you know once again uh, that that jacket from The Sopranos that uh, Madam Secretary insists on wearing the pinstripes. Okay, I've talked to you about I know, this. I know. I'm sick. I don't like it. You know, I know. Maybe you thought that that would be something that that um, the hoodie wearing obsequian ob <laughs> um, leader would enjoy. Yeah. You know, because that looks like a gangster. But I, I don't. I don't think it works for MSEC. That's okay. right. Okay. And then we've discussed the three star jacket. Uh, yeah. We discussed Henry's sweaty t shirts. That's a good look. He should. He yeah. should stick with that. Yeah. There wasn't much other fashion happening this week. It was kind of a serious episode. Yes, it so, was a serious yeah. episode. I commend Madam Secretary for taking on this topic. Right. I mean, it is a show that tries to you know portray things going on in the world. This is a really a, a big human rights issue. I think they di handled it in a really well well done way. Yes, this is a complicated issue, and they created a lot of complications in the script to uh, to underscore that. Yeah. All right. Uh, this week on Satellite Sisters, what else? What do we take on on the regular show? Oh, Julie, you have a whole royalty report. I do. I have, we had some breaking news um, about uh, about the ba the cake, the wedding cake, Leanne. This is going to be. <laughs> It's it's very dramatic, so we're excited about that. Of course, we take on uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, from Facebook. Yeah. We have a couple of few few issues. Speaking of hoodies, uh, <laughs> hoodie wearing. 
Yes, people. You know, we have a few issues with Mark uh, Zuckerberg and Facebook and what you're doing with our private data that we discuss. That's right, in our Bitter Business Bureau uh, section. And then we also um, talk about the panel discussion Liz and I did this weekend with three top executives in film and sports, uh, the head of Shondaland Production. We talked to her, the chief marketing officer from uh, ESPN, and our sister Liz, who was the chief marketing officer at Nike and at uh, National Geographic and Fox International TV. I led a panel discussion, so we go through that. And then, of course, Julie, we have um, the story of Daphne the Duck. So that's <laughs> wrap it all up. And don't forget, Lynn, it was Ravioli Day. Yesterday. It was Ravioli Day yesterday. I know. And we 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 took a deep dive yep. into Ravioli, didn't we? I had some Ravioli facts I shared. So uh, that's at Satellite Sisters. You can now hear Satellite Sisters, our regular podcast, on the NPR One app. So you can find us at Apple Podcasts, at Stitcher, on the NPR One app, and at Spotify. That's Satellite Sisters. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do. Uh, We'll be back next week, we think, with Madam Secretary. We never know what their schedule is, so their schedule is our schedule. Um, But, Julie, that's, that's it for this week, wrapping up. Have a good week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. 